Keepers, and welcome back to another episode of Passions Are Peace podcast. Before I begin, if you guys hear the howling of the wind in the background, there's like a whole ass tornado going on. But you know, if my house floats up into the air, then I'm not going to be in Kansas no more Toto. So I'm sorry, but the podcast must go on. I am so hyped to record this episode because I've literally been waiting all week to do this. And I am so excited because today we're going to be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. And I know some of you guys are rolling your eyeballs all the way back to Africa because you're like, she's really going to talk about Sonic for a whole 20, 30 minutes. And you know what? You're right. I am. Am I sad about it? Do I feel sorry about it? No, because I love Sonic. (laughs) And I'm going to throw in a bunch of other like fact thingies about him because... If I just talk about the movie review, then it's this episode's going to be like 10 minutes and I need it to be like at least 20. But without further ado, I'm going to read you guys the movie info from Rotten Tomatoes because it, I guess it's a pretty good sum. It's a pretty good summary of, of the movie. And I'm not going to say, no, I probably should say spoiler alert, but I'm not really going to release anything about the movie. I'm just going to talk about how great it is because I'm biased and I fucking love Sonic. So I'm sorry if you guys think that this is just one-sided, but I really, really love the movie. So Sonic the Hedgehog is a live action adventure comedy based on the global blockbuster video game franchise from Sega that that centers on the infamous, infamously brash, bright blue hedgehog. The film follows the misadventures of Sonic as he navigates the complexities of life on earth with his newfound human best friend tom wachowski that reminds me of cars kachow which is played by james marsden and i love him so that was like an extra hundred points for slytherin and i say slytherin because i'm slytherin and if you're anything else then (laughs) sonic and tom join forces to try and stop the villainous the villainous dr robotnik which is played by Jim Carrey, which was, I cannot think of a more excellent part for him. Like, that's got to be, like, my second favorite thing Jim Carrey has done besides being the Grinch, because he can never top the Grinch. That was, that was gold. He's a legend for that. From capturing Sonic and using his immense powers for world domination. And, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm getting this from Rotten Tomatoes, so that you guys can go and see this information if you want but www.rottentomatoes.com and type in sonic the hedgehog and you can find it so on the tom tom oh my gosh (laughs) sorry guys on the tomato meter it got a 63 percent which is like what but rotten tomatoes literally gave a quiet place and a hundred percent and i was triggered because quiet place wasn't even good (laughs) and the audience score was 94% and I'm like whoop whoop you know because go audience the film was I don't know like it captured his like if you guys know Sonic and have been playing Sonic for ever since you were little then you know that you and even in the video games where he didn't talk like if you're playing GameCube, GameCube like the classic little Sega ones um he didn't even have to talk and his personality was so loud like just the way like he was he was animated in the video games and if you 
didn't move that like didn't move in the game for like a minute he would start he would like cross his arms and he would tap his foot like hurry up ho like (laughs) you're wasting my time so i think they really captured that just his whole personality in the movie i thought that they portrayed him very well he was so funny like the movie had me dying because he was quoting all sorts of things like he is literally funny little sonic that you see in sonic heroes that you see in mario and sonic at the olympic games i think they did a really good job and you can never go wrong with james marsden because he is literally such a good actor and he's always hilarious so i i gave it like a, maybe like a i don't want to say 100 because i know everybody's gonna come for my throat and be like yo it wasn't that good but maybe like a 97, just so that, you know, the 3% can <laughs> can say that there was a little bit of a, mm, of a doubt <laughs> that it wasn't good. But I think it was really good, especially the ending. I'm pretty sure there's probably going to be a second movie. They introduced a character and I was so hyped to see it. I literally like screamed at my partner. I was like, look, it's this guy, <laughs> you know, and it really gave a background of Sonic because nobody really knows what Sonic's background is, what where he came from or why little baby Sonic was is the way he is, you know? So I thought that was pretty cool to finally after I think it was released in 1991, so after a fat minute actually knowing where little baby Sonic came from, I thought that was cool. Also, I'm going to go back to the whole Jim Carrey playing um Eggman, Dr. Eggman, Dr. Robotnik, whatever you want to call him. Um, he really portrayed the character really well. Uh, Dr. Eggman is very, he's a very animated character. When you play the games, he always has something to say. He's always bashing on Sonic with these sick insults, <laughs> you know? And I think he played him so well because Dr. Robotnik is a genius he builds all sorts of things and he has apparently a super high iq and jim carrey really brought him to life he gave him his own persona and because you really don't see that much in the video games but in the movie like you're like if this was if he was a person he would be this character that jim carrey is playing right now so that was super cool to be able to see that he could bring someone he knew little about to life accurately so 10 things you did not you probably i'll say you probably didn't because then people are gonna be like i knew that with their hands on their hips and coming from my throat and stuff but 10 things you probably didn't know about sonic the hedgehog sonic's original name is was mr needle mouse (laughs) can you imagine calling him Mr. Needle Mouse the Hedgehog. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sonic is the first video game character to be featured as a balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. I would die to go see a giant Sonic. That would be the coolest thing I've probably ever seen in my whole life. Number three, Sonic is blue because he was designed to look like the Sega logo. And for those of you who don't know what the Sega logo looks like, it's literally the word Sega with a little TM in the right on the right corner and it's blue and white. Number four, Sonic hired Michael Jackson to compose music for Sonic the Hedgehog 3. I love Michael Jackson. 
I'm sorry if you guys um, are into the whole allegation things and you don't like him, but he was a legend. Sorry to say. Number five, Sonic was at one point more popular than Mario. And I can believe that because I think uh, it was like 2008 and Sonic was like booming. And there was like, uh, I think it was in the UK where he was voted the best character. Number six, Sonic has no neck and has one eye. <laughs> and if you, if you look at him, well, now I think in like the more modern and the more modern um, depictions of him, it, he does have two eyes, maybe, or it looks like he has two eyes. But in the old, or in the in the old um, designs, and in Sonic Boom, if you look, it looks like he just has like a mask because his eyes don't separate in the middle. And I don't think I ever see him have a neck. <laughs> I've never seen him have a neck. So, number seven, Sonic can't swim. And if you guys know from uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, there's like a level where you are underwater and you have to get like little water bubbles and they only last like 10 seconds it feels like before he drowns and he dies. <laughs> Number 8. Sonic the Hedgehog was named after a medical term, which was Sonic Hedgehog Homolog. I hope I said that right. <laughs> Number 9. The noise that Sonic makes when he stops is actually from another video game. It was called Outrun and it was used in Sega and it was a 1986 arcade game. So yeah, it's from Outrun. Number 10, Sonic's failed designs gave birth to many popular Sega franchises. And I think, doo -doo -doo. oh, I don't remember any of those, but yeah, so all the designs that were supposed to be Sonic became other video games for Sega. And I found this thing, I, I found this video, my partner showed me this video, and I think it was from like IGN, IGN.com or something, and it was talking about why Sonic is the perfect mascot for Generation Z. And unfortunately, I... I'm pretty sure I'm a part of, <laughs> of Gen Z, so you can put me with the dyed hair, eating Tide pod, eating Tide Pods, knowing the way, brother. <laughs> I, I, I guess I fit in with those children, but you know, if I get Sonic as a as a mascot, I'm not even mad. Gen Z me up. <laughs> so, in this article, I found um, something that I kind of want to read to you guys because I thought that it was pretty hilarious the way he he tied um, the, how do I put this, like the qualities or the qualifications of Gen Z and the way he tied it to Sonic. So here is the article. It says, Gen Z is the first generation of humans to have fully grown up with fully immersed, to have to have grown up fully immersed in a digitally enhanced society. Everyone is able to indulge their interests and hobbies much more, much more thoroughly now, which has resulted in a galaxy of fragmented fan bases and communal identities that make the are you a Sega person or a Nintendo person question seem quite quaint by comparison. And all of a sudden, when I'm in front of a microphone, I can't read apparently. 
Nowadays, someone isn't just a Nintendo or Sega player. They're an anime cosplayer with an interest in tabletop gaming or a maker of pixel beats who crochets Star Wars scarves on Etsy in their spare time. And I cannot relate to this harder because I used to refuse that I was part of Gen Z because I didn't want to be tied in with the kids who eat the Tide Pods. Like, who would want, who would want to be tied into that? But then when I read this and I'm like, you know what? He is right because I am somebody who... It kind of goes back to the pilot episode where I talked about how I have all these different passions in so many different areas. And it's hard to, like, put us in a box because we like all these different all these different things so so what if we want to dress all black and then a day later we're dressed in all pink and some of us are over here working on cars and then the next day we're in theater or the next day we are artists and and makeup artists and you know <laughs> I felt I felt that whole statement because we I feel like my generation, from what I've been a part of, nobody just wants to stick to one thing. Like, people I know who were born in that time period are so creative, they're so out of the box, they go for more than just one thing because we have the resources and obviously we can. Another point he made was environmental, con environmental consciousness. Gen Z kids are more concerned about pollution, sustainability and oh my why can't i read <laughs> sustainability and conservancy than any previous generation sonic the hedgehog sonic the hedgehog's arch nemesis is a boomer in a non-self-driving vehicle who's here to automate all the flowers and animals and build a giant factory and it's true because in all the old gamecube games he turns like little animals into robots and He's all about polluting the air with all his pollution and his robots and his flying robots. And Sonic is trying to put a stop to it. And in the old games, if you defeat a level, then you like push a button on a little capsule and a bunch of little bunnies and animals come out and it's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> the third point is cord cutters. Gen Z is the generation that cut the cable and consu consumes most of their content on their mobile on their mobile device, seeing screens as essentially interchangeable and TV as outdated. Sonic destroys Sonic destroys hundreds of old-fashioned TVs every game. Data protection. Gen Z places less emphasis on the importance of personal privacy, and since Sonic only wears gloves and shoes but no pants, apparently, <laughs> Gen Z doesn't care. Free the nipple or whatever the thing was. <laughs> the very last point that cracked me up out of this whole article, again, IGN.com, Sonic the Hedgehog, why he's a good mascot for Generation Z kids, that's where I'm getting all the information, is blue hair. <laughs> And for those of you who know me personally, you know that I have blue hair. And I'm like, this is it? That was the final stab, puncture wound. You know, the, like that was the final kill in Call of Duty. And everybody knows how sad it is to be the final kill in Call of Duty because I feel like I lose a piece of my dignity. And this is what, this was it. <laughs> this was the cherry on the, on the top. 
blue hair. And it literally says, I've been seeing lots of kids with blue hair lately. What's up with that? And all I can say is, blue hair looks good on me, man. And if that makes me a Gen Z, then, <laughs> well, fuck me up because, <laughs> because I love my blue hair. But I unfortunately agree that Sonic is, he's our mascot. <laughs> and I'll take that. I'll take that as a compliment and as an award because I love Sonic. And everybody knows that we gotta go fast, man. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the a lot of this episode was just me cracking jokes at myself because I I suck. But I overall I just thought that this whole bringing Sonic back right now was the best thing that Sega could have done because it's really it's really we're so into like being nostalgic we're so into going back to the 90s like if you see people are bringing scrunchies back they brought back chokers for a fat minute the mom jeans fila is made like the biggest return and i think having them bring that back is something especially now when we're so big on bringing the 90s back was such a smart move in their part because I think it's really bringing Sonic back to life. I feel like a lot of people, uh, they kind of fell off. Like in 2008 when Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter, Winter Games came out, then like everybody was freaking out. I was freaking out because I was like, what? This crossover is almost as fire as the Timmy Turner, Jimmy Neutron crossover. And I was so hyped for it. I was so excited. And that was like a high point for Sonic. But I feel like after that, it really fell off and you know nobody really paid attention to him because all the recent games are pretty trash um i know that the last one was a big flop but i i think that this movie really brought him back because if you guys imagine um the new kids that are going to get into him it's going to bring back old games probably make a return for the gamecube for you know just what else did I play Sonic on? I really think I only played him on the... Yeah. On the GameCube. That's I really think that's the only place I ever played Sonic on. But hey, the GameCube can make a return because it was a good-ass console. I loved the GameCube. And I think it's a, it's a really good opportunity for them to just bring it back, you know? To really revive Sonic. And I'm all for it because I love him and I love Knuckles. And I don't really like Tails all that much, but... He's, he's a sweetheart. <laughs> I feel like Tails, I feel like Sonic just steps all over Tails, so I feel like I gotta give him a little bit of my love. But before I end this episode, I want to say that Sonic Heroes is probably the best Sonic game that was ever out there. And you guys can disagree with me, but it, it was so good. It had a good ass storyline. The levels were fun. The characters in there were fun like you meet so much more people than just sonic knuckles and tails like you meet espio and vector and amy rose and shadow oh i love shadow oh my god i forgot to mention him shadow's a badass but he'll unfortunately never be sonic as hard as he tries <laughs> sorry sonic i mean sorry shadow but i think i rambled on enough in this episode but if you haven't Go check out Sonic the Hedgehog. It is such a good movie. Take your kids. 
go buy them a GameCube and let them experience the magic of Sonic because <laughs> those games are so fun. And if you have a, an account on Rotten Tomatoes, then go and rate it a five stars because I'm fucking sad that it was a 64%. And the total the total count of people is only 187. So compared to the verified ratings of 13,860, that gave it a 94%. I think it was great. I'm sorry if you didn't think it was great, but don't be a bummer, man. <laughs> anyway, I love you guys. Stay peaceful, stay passionate, and I hope that you go watch the movie because it's super good. Remember that if you want extra episodes or sometimes early released episodes, you can go ahead and support us or support the show on Patreon. And maybe sometime I'll send out stickers or something cool. I just really haven't thought about it because I really didn't think we would get this far. But here we are out living, doing the damn thing. So the Patre yeah, the Patreon is at Passions or Peace Podcast. And if you want to get in touch with me about being on the show or having a friend who's super passionate about something and you want me to interview them on the show or you have a case that you want me to do for Freaky Fridays, go ahead and email me at passionsorpeace at gmail.com and then you can follow the podcast on Twitter at passionsorpeace. And if you want to, I feel like I engage more on Instagram. So if you want to talk or you want to send me a DM, then feel free to follow on Instagram at passionsorpeace. Did I miss anything? Um... If you want to be my pal, you can add me on Snapchat at CindyMarie1116 on Snapchat. But I think that's it. Stay peaceful. Stay passionate. Like I say, always say, take care of yourself. Self-care is important. Go watch Sonic the Hedgehog because it's good for the soul. And I will see you guys on Friday. Bye.